Welcome to the Smart Pacific Podcast from the PTC. Introducing more insights from ICT thought leaders in the Pacific and beyond is your host, Steve McClelland. For many places in the world, 5G is now an imminent reality, but so are many other platforms that rely on wireless spectrum. A new wireless era is opening up, involving machine-to-machine communications, the Internet of Things, unmanned aerial platforms, LEO and broadband satellites, as well as railway and seaborne communications. Meeting spectrum demand for all of this is not a simple challenge and needs substantial international coordination. The World Radio Communication Conference, or WRC as it's commonly known, is the bedrock intergovernmental meeting that determines spectrum and satellite orbit allocation. Established on a cycle of every four years, it will be convened in Egypt this year. It's expected to draw decision-makers from nearly 200 countries. Given the new services in prospect, the current WRC cycle has acquired particular significance On the geopolitical stage, the stakes in the new wireless era are probably at their highest ever, and countries are vying for global leadership in several key areas. We caught up with Malcolm Johnson, the Deputy Secretary-General of the International Telecommunication Union, the ITU that organises WRC, to walk us through what WRC 19 will involve. I first asked him about the background of WRC and what it is designed to achieve. Well, ITU maintains the international treaty on the use of the spectrum and satellite orbits. It's the only international treaty dealing with spectrum and satellite orbits. And it maintains that treaty at the regular World Radio Conferences, which now tend to be every four years. Uh, It's been doing that for over 110 years. It's a well-oiled process, uh, I like to say, and a very successful one, clearly, because we, we wouldn't be getting the growth in telecommunications and the use of spectrum and and increased use of satellite orbits that we have without that treaty, which very effectively manages it all at an international basis. So we've got a WRC coming up in Egypt in October this year. A lot of work has gone on for that conference since the previous one in 2015. So what are going to be the highlights at WRC 19? The agenda covers a wide range of items dealing with the use of spectrum for all sorts of services and a lot of work has gone in in an outcome of the conference on all those issues and of course during that four years between conferences a lot of these issues have reached a consensus in the in the preparations so we can expect you know that they will be concluded at the conference without too much difficulty it's always the same that you know there's some more uh, more contentious issues uh, are left for resolution at the conference itself but these conferences have always worked by consensus you know it's very rare if ever there's any voting but that's because everyone realizes it's in their own interest to reach consensus voting just wouldn't work it's like mutually assured destruction you know everybody's going to would lose out if we resorted to voting so it's we have that tradition of resolving uh, difficult issues by uh, consensus and that's what will prevail again in this year the highlight items would be additional spectrum for 5g above 24 gigahertz 
We have spectrum in lower bands already identified by previous conferences. So this is spectrum in the higher bands for use in densely urban areas, high capacity, reliable, low latency communications. So those bands as well have been studied in the last four years and there's quite good consensus uh, on the use of some of those bands already before we get to the conference because the regional groups have already uh, come up with their positions on, on these issues and you can see the number of regional groups uh, are like-minded on some of these bands so which, which is a very good uh, indication to a success on, on that issue. And then we have the new low earth orbiting satellite systems coming along which is very nice to see as well because a lot of work went into that way back in 95 and 97 so we have a lot of regulatory provisions to provide for such systems already there and of course we need to find uh, some new allocations for them as well they together with another very interesting item is the high altitude platforms these platforms are balloons up at the stratosphere level which can cover a wide area. Allocations are in the radio regulations for them because they were that was also a very topical item, you may remember, 25 years ago as well. Uh, Richard Butler, an ex-ITU Secretary General, was very much into that, do you recall? So it's interesting that that's coming again after such a long time, but we need more spectrum for it because that and the lower Earth orbiting satellites, I believe, will make a huge difference to providing connectivity to the rural areas. You know, we have now more than half the world's population using the internet, and those that are not tend to be in the rural, remote, isolated communities where it's difficult to reach them because of the terrain, difficult to reach them because of the return on investment is, is not good compared to the urban areas. So these systems will offer the, uh, the potential to, to reach these unconnected people and make a huge difference to bringing them online, which is so important now. You know, if we're going to achieve the sustainable development goals, we need everybody to be connected. So those are, you know, some of the highlighted issues coming up for the conference. But it covers all sorts of other uses. I mean, for the use of the railway systems, use of vehicle-to-vehicle communication, use of air stations on uh, ocean liners, cruise ships, just about everything you can think of where spectrum is used will be on the agenda. Spectrum allocation is an enormously important part of about services such as 5G. Do you expect in this or in future WRCs there will be a need to propose more spectrum for these and related services? Well, it's been the case you know, for many years now that these World Radio Conferences continually addressing the need for more spectrum for mobile. That's been the main issue in, in most of the recent conferences, is looking for additional spectrum for mobile. And of course, that, there is no unused spectrum, so others have to give up. And it's been tending to be, you know, moving from analog to digital broadcasting has released some spectrum. And, and then there's, you know, contention between allocation to, to satellite compared to mobile. But the demand currently is for very high-capacity communications, so looking at the upper bands, you know, right up to 86 gigahertz. Previous conferences have already allocated a lot of spectrum, you know, for around 1 gigahertz, below 1 gigahertz, 3 gigahertz. So there isn't so much demand there. And now, and hopefully this conference will satisfy the demand for above 24 gigahertz. So 
maybe it'll be less of an issue in, in the future because there's a good good potential that a lot of gigahertz are going to be allocated for 5G at this conference and that hopefully will satisfy all the predictions for the use of this machine-to-machine Internet of Things is predicted to take require a lot of bandwidth and you know applications like vehicle to vehicles got to be very very secure so maybe it, it won't be the issue that it's been for this conference and previous ones in the future a feature of past wrc's has been the creation of a so-called digital dividend the repurposing of analog tv uhf bands to new and prospective services how far do you think this has been a success so we have the provisions there for the digital switchover analog to digital broadcasting, which is five, at least five times more efficient than, than the analog. Could potentially release a lot of spectrum for mobile use. That was the idea in those bands, because at those bands you can get wide coverage, low cost, so very good for covering uh, you know, the more rural areas with that spectrum. But this still hasn't been implemented in a lot of countries, even countries that were committed to switch over. That was the aim, but there's still a lot of countries still haven't switched over. And ITU is trying to help. We have organized a number of regional events to help people to understand what needs to be done to, to switch over and, and encourage it. But there's still a lot of spectrum there that should be effectively used that isn't being. Although WRC exists to facilitate agreements between countries on the use of this resource, wouldn't it be better just to seek greater harmonisation globally? WRC, after all, itself works largely on the basis of regional agreements already. The, the reason that we do all these conferences in ITU is to, is to lead to harmonised spectrum, preferably on a worldwide basis, if not on a worldwide basis, at least on a regional basis because of the benefits of interoperability and reduce costs through the economies of scale. I mean, we, especially when it comes to entering into a global market, if you've got harmonized spectrum, then the equipment can be produced for a much larger market and you're going to get the economies of scale and it can reduce costs to the end customer. So that's one of the main advantages of getting an agreement and getting allocations into the radio regulations because once it's in the radio regulations, then you are insured of uh, protection for the use of that spectrum. I mean, every country is sovereign. They can use whatever spectrum they like within their country, but that use has to protect whatever is in the radio regulations so they can use it, providing they're not causing interference to any other country using using that spectrum in compliance with the radio regulations. That's the great advantage of having spectrum allocations into that international treaty. All the countries, 193 member states, are, are, are obliged to comply with that treaty and protect anything that's in the radio regulations. So there's a lot of advantages, and of course everything is becoming more and more global more and more international connections so it's even mobile use everybody's traveling the world so it's an advantage for mobile use as well as the traditional reasons why we needed harmonization you know going back in history was the maritime use and aircraft that's still on the agenda even for this conference as well is this maritime use air stations on ships and also the global aeronautical distress and safety system is on the agenda 
that's something that was also initiated after MH370. Uh, ITU re- responded immediately to that so that we can have data downloaded live from, from aircraft, so improve uh, tracking of aircraft. Led ICAO to develop this global aeronautical distress and safety system, same as we have the global maritime distress and safety system, which has been there for quite a long time. That is also on the agenda for this conference because that now needs updating with new technology. Malcolm Johnson, thank you very much. Uh, pleasure. Thank you very much, Steve. That's it from Smart Pacific. Show notes are available on the PTC website at ptc.org. Check them out. Thanks for listening. PTC is the premier global nonprofit membership organization promoting ICT in the Pacific Rim. Get involved in the world's most dynamic ICT region. Join PTC today. Participate in PTC seminars and conferences. Engage in PTC research programs. Make web contributions to PTC outreach. Share our dialogue and these PTC podcasts. Help us by rating them on iTunes. For more information about what PTC can do for you, see ptc.org.